Welcome to the Powerhouse Youth Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today, and we hope that this builds you up and helps you live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Hey, we sure are glad that you're here, but I know the world has been crazy. I know it's getting close to Thanksgiving. Can I get a what, what? Anybody ready for some turkey? Anybody more of a ham person? Yeah, me too. I feel you. Honey ham is the best. But hey, uh, we are sure glad that you're here tonight. Man, hopefully, man, you like coming and you get to hang out with your friends and play games and have fun. But man, the most important thing to us is that you come to a place like this so you can grow in your relationship with God. And so, man, we're so glad that you're here uh, tonight. Man, I hope that, uh, man, it's life-giving. You could definitely sense the presence of the Lord here during worship. And uh, man, I know that God has something special for you tonight, even through the message. Man, I feel like God's been uh, just kind of speaking some things to my heart today as I was preparing. So I I hope that it speaks to you. Man, I think it's going to be good. I hope. We'll see. Uh, But last week, uh, we started our our series called Broken. Broken. Okay, we did week one. Uh, This week, week two, we're going to, man, I'm going to share tonight, and actually next week's going to be our last week of the Broken series. You're going to hear from several uh, several of our leaders, and we're actually going to have a little panel next week, which will be pretty cool. We can kind of talk about this uh, a little more, so man, you want to be here for that. I think it'll be neat, Um, but uh, last week, if you weren't here, we started uh, talking, I guess, on the topic of brokenness, right? Uh, And really, you know, I pulled this idea out of the student surveys that a lot of you guys filled out uh, several weeks back now. And uh, man, as I was going through those surveys, I mean, you just really got this idea of brokenness being so prevalent within a lot of our youth students, things that you're struggling with, things that are going on in your life. And so, man, that's why we're talking about this, uh, just because of some of the things and details that you guys have uh, have kind of talked to us about. Uh, but, you know, one thing that we did kind of discuss last week, I'll kind of recap a few things if you weren't here. One, um, all of us, I think we can openly admit, we're all like a little broken, right? Some of us may be a little more broken than others. Zach is like... <laughs> Some of us, you know, right, we all have our issues, we have some struggles, man, we have uh, some drama, we have things that we're dealing with, man, every one of us in here, man, I think to some degree, uh, we're broken. And here's the truth as well, man, a lot of us, uh, a lot of young people especially, you're going through some things that, man, you, you probably have never talked to anybody about, man, you're going through some things, have some struggles, things that are weighing heavy on you. And uh, man, I really hope that uh, this series will kind of give, uh, be life-giving to you. I hope that it'll help you, and I hope uh, that it'll make you run to the arms of Christ, because he's the only one that can fix our brokenness. Amen? Amen. So, uh, man, I really hope that, uh, man, it, it speaks to you tonight. I want to uh, tell you the, the three things that we talked about last week, and, and I want to repeat these because really the first two, I want you to hold on to these for the rest of your life. Um, and these things are, are super, super important. But the first point we talked about last week is that God loves us despite our brokenness. Man, every person in here, you've messed up, you've blown it, you've goofed up. Man, I'm telling you, I've messed up what seems to be a billion times. And, and there are some places, there's some times in life where you get to, to kind of feel like there's no way God could love you because you've messed up so many times. And some of you tonight, you're here and you need to hear that God loves you despite your brokenness. He loves you despite what you've done or what you're going through or what you're struggling with. 
Come on, that's good news, that we have a God that loves us unconditionally. Amen? Uh, second point that I wanna remind you of, Christ and the gospel alone can heal our brokenness. Hey, humanity as a whole, we're really good, are good, we're really bad at trying to fix everything ourselves. Any guys in here, you're a fix-it guy? Duct tape, super glue, I got it. <laughs> we, we try at least, right? And I mean, a lot of us, we try, to, we try to fix our own issues, but let's just be real. Uh, any of the guys who are fix-it guys, have you ever tried to like fix something and you realized you only made it worse? <laughs> Everything that I've ever tried to fix. Uh, and, and a lot of times, this is what happens spiritually. Man, we, when we get hurt, when, when things are going on, I think we often try to fix it ourselves. We try to fill our life with, with other things that make us happy, relationships or money or success or grades or college or, or, or whatever you fill in the blank. And a lot of times you realize that those things only make it worse. And I wanna tell you tonight, one thing that you have to learn now is run to Jesus because he's the only one that can fix your brokenness. He's the only one that, that can fix that uh, broken part of your soul, okay? Uh, lastly, this third point we talked about last week, uh, our brokenness could be our greatest gift because our brokenness leads us to Christ. You know, most of us in this room, if you were to say that, uh, man, you're a Christian, you've given your life to Christ, the majority of us have probably given our lives to Christ in a season of frustration, aggravation, maybe when something bad has happened. The majority of people become believers in God when they have to cry out because they can't make it through it on their own, right? If our life was always perfect and always glamorous, um, a lot of people would never turn to God because they would feel like they don't need him, although that's not true. And so I want you to, to realize tonight, hey, some of these, these things that you go through, some of the brokenness in your life, man, I believe that we can thank God for it because that is what actually turned your heart to him, right? Man, in those seasons that, that have been hard in my life, those are the seasons where I've really cried out to God. And man, I'm so thankful that, that God used even those bad things for my good, amen? And I'm thankful that our God can do that. Uh, but tonight, I actually want to share, uh, before we jump into the message and all that, I want to share with you a story, something that has actually happened here uh, locally. A lot of you have probably heard about it. Uh, and this kind of displays, uh, illustrates the brokenness in our world. Okay, uh, man, I know uh, this past uh, late Saturday night, there were actually three teenage girls that were in an accident in New Boston. Uh, and, and these girls all passed away. I don't know if you've heard about it. I'll try to give you just a, a few of the details. I'll hopefully I get all of these things right. But uh, actually one of the girls who passed away is related to uh, a family that goes to church here on the weekends with us. And man, they're you know, really hurting and grieving and trying to navigate all these things right now. Uh, but, but here's kind of what happened. And I, I wanna talk about this for just a second. Uh, these girls, uh, late Saturday night, evidently they, they went to a party. Um, they were hanging out, I'm not all sure what you know, took place, but late, late that night, really Sunday morning around 2 a.m., they decided to, uh, to leave. And as uh, the young girl was driving home, uh, she lost control of her car and they wrecked, and uh, they actually wrecked into a pond. Okay, and so the girls couldn't get out of the car. And so they passed away. And, um, and it, it's so sad, it's heartbreaking. And, and one, we're gonna have a moment here in just a second where we wanna just pray over them, over New Boston, over all the people who were affected. Man, two of these girls were seniors at New Boston High School. One of them had just graduated last year. Uh, so you know a lot of people are heartbroken. Uh, but when things like this happen, it's kind of hard to believe it, right? 
it's kind of hard to believe. It's kind of hard to understand and grasp everything that's going on. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I think we all get upset, right? You know, maybe you're here and you hadn't really heard about what, what happens, but your first response to a story like that is, is, is getting upset, uh, being, being sad. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of us, too, another response that we, we get kind of angry at God sometimes. You know, I really understand that because I've been there like several times before myself, uh, you know, throughout my life. But I believe that that anger is misdirected. And so I want to read you a verse. I know this is something that you've probably all heard before, but it's 1 Peter 5, 8. But uh, in times like this, I believe we need to be reminded. It says this, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You know, during times of hardship, during times of brokenness, times like this, I think we all have to kind of be reminded uh, that these things are not the works of God, but they're the works of the enemy. The brokenness that we see in our world today, it's the result of sin, and the consequence of sin is what? Does anybody know? The consequence of sin is death. This is what the Bible tells us, right? And, and so... Um, at times like this, it's pretty hard to understand. It's pretty hard to be logical a lot of times when we're so uh, emotional. Uh, but here's the deal. Tonight, I, I do believe that there is some good news in this uh, because in the same way that death entered the world through the actions of one man, Adam's sin, right? God made a way that all of mankind could be restored through the actions of one man, the God-man, Jesus Christ, and so all of the brokenness, all of the things that we see in our life, in our world, that we uh, have to experience every single day, God said, I've made a way to heal your brokenness. I've made a way to restore humanity that whosoever will come to me and ask, believe, follow Jesus Christ. He says, I will make them whole. I'll forgive their sins and I'll give them eternal life. Come on, that's good news. And so although our world is broken, can't, you find a little joy here tonight knowing that God made a way for us to be restored. God made a way for us to be restored and his name is Jesus Christ. And it's, you know, it's really sad talking about all this kind of stuff. And man, I, I really, I, I, I kind of hate talking about it, period. But, you know, I think it's pretty obvious tonight that the question when we're talking about brokenness, when we're talking about all this stuff going on in our world, the question is not, is our world broken? Uh, the question is not, have you been impacted by the world's brokenness? Because we all have to some degree and we all will be again, more than likely in the future. But the question is, how do you respond in times of brokenness? And I want you to think about your life for just a second. How do you respond in times of hardship? How do you respond when things get a little bit tough? Because uh, I, you know, I think uh, the significant question here is, do you run away from God because you're frustrated, because you're upset? Do you run away from God out of rebellion? Or do you run to God, do you run to him because he has his arms wide open? He's the only one who can heal you. I mean, what do you, what do, you do? And I think a lot of uh, people's natural response is we shut people out, we run away from God, and, and we rebel, right? And so tonight, what, what I, I, the one thing that I, I wish that you could learn or get out of this whole series, I mean, the one thing, if I could highlight it for you, that you would take away is that, hey, if your life is good, men, run to God. 
If your life is bad, run to God. And if your life is somewhere on the in-between, run to God. Because the truth is that you and I, we cannot make it through this journey called life on our own. We all need Jesus. We all need his strength. We all need his life. And uh, man, I really wanna encourage you. We're really, really bad at trusting in ourselves, trying to make it through on our own strength. And I'm telling you, we can't do it. We have to go to the God who can help us. And you have to run to God. And I don't know about you, but I need him every step of the journey. Like I've realized in my life that I'm weak. <laughs> I've realized in my life that I mess up, that I can't do it. But when I rely on his strength, I can, amen? And so what I wanna do, uh, just uh, before we jump into the message, I wanna stop, I just wanna say a prayer one over uh, these people from New Boston, over the teenage girls, their families and all of this stuff that they're having to go through this right now. And I also just wanna ask that God would come and speak to us tonight, okay? So if you just close your, your, your heads, close your eyes, bow your heads and pray with me for a second. Lord, we do uh, just come to you in Jesus' name. And God, we, uh, we just lift up these families from New Boston to you that are grieving, that are having to go through all this right now. And Lord, we just ask for your love for your peace, for your mercy, for your grace, God, just to be poured out over them, God, that, that in all of this brokenness, during these hardships, God, that they would turn their eyes to you. And so, Lord, we pray that you would be with them. God, be with the community of New Boston. Lord, we even pray right now, God, that you would turn a bad situation like this into something good, that many people would come to know you through this. And so, God, we love you. Lord, we even ask tonight that you would turn our hearts to you, God. Come and speak to us and direct us. In Jesus' name, Everyone said, amen. Well, hey, uh, tonight I wanna give you uh, three more points uh, about brokenness, three things that I think you can hold on to. If you're here tonight and you've been going through something kind of hard or difficult, or uh, hey, all of us are gonna go through something difficult at some point in the future. I mean, this is something that you can kind of hold on to, and I hope that uh, will encourage you just a little bit. Hey, I know... Um, this isn't like the most exciting and uplifting topic or way to like start a sermon, right? You, you can kind of feel like it's like just the, the emotion in the room just a little bit. Uh, but here's the deal. We're all affected by brokenness. Man, we all need God. We all have to learn how to, to trust him, to seek him, how to deal with these things. And, and I'm telling you, uh, man, all of us leaders that are older than you, uh, I hate to say it, I believe that we're all probably a little wiser than you, although you wouldn't like to admit it. Um, I mean, we've tried a lot of the things that the world has to offer. And nothing fulfills, nothing satisfies, nothing heals, nothing restores like the love of Jesus. And so if you would try him, if you'd press into him, I'm telling you, God will change your life. You know, uh, all of us, uh, in this room, and we're all gonna be affected by brokenness. All of us have already been affected uh, by brokenness, and actually Jesus warns us of this uh, in John 16, 33. You can look at this on the Sky Bible, uh, but he says this, I've said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. <laughs> it's not like an amen verse, right? <laughs> it's like, dang, okay, you got me. So Jesus literally here, he warns us, there's gonna be hardship, there's gonna be difficulties, there's gonna be trials, there's gonna be tribulations. He, he says, hey, you will have to endure uh, some level of brokenness. And so it's kind of like a pause moment where you go, okay, Jesus, thanks for uh, being a little bit of a bummer, right? So, uh, all right, that's the end of my message. Be encouraged. <laughs> there will be tribulation. All right, y'all go home. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But here's the deal. This isn't where Jesus stops. 
Uh, he actually gives us a promise here. I want you to look at this. I can't quit laughing. John 16, 33, it says this. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation. But he says this, take heart, I've overcome the world. The connotation here is that Jesus over, overcame the world so me and you can too, Right? We serve the one who overcame sin and death, hell and the grave. We, we serve the one who's won the victory. So if he overcame, we're believers, we're his followers, we get to overcome the world too, right? And that's good news. And, and tonight, the, the first point I want you to hold on to when we jump into this, uh, hold on to this truth. Those who follow Christ will overcome the world. Those who follow Christ will overcome the world. And so if you're a follower of Christ, if you're doing your best to pursue him and love him and, and live your life to honor him, I'm telling you, one day you will overcome the world. That's good news. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. I remember being in like seventh grade and my boo broke up with me. and I'm like, man, this is the end, God. <laughs> uh, so dramatic. <laughs> and then it's like two weeks and I'm like, you know, totally good. <laughs> Some of y'all junior high folks, y'all know. Can I get an amen? Like, no. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all, I think I have ADD tonight. All right, focus back in. Sorry. Hey, listen, there are going to be times in your life where you feel broken. There are going to be times in your life where things get to be a little bit heavy. But listen, you can have peace because we know we serve a God who's already won the victory. And scripture tells us that one day Jesus is gonna wipe every tear from every eye, all the tears from your eyes, no more crying, no more gnashing, no, uh, no more heartache, no more brokenness. Uh, there will be no more of all the stuff, all the brokenness of our earth. And uh, you know, one day you and I, if we're followers of Christ, we're gonna stand before him face to face and we're gonna be made whole. One day we're gonna be made whole. One day we're gonna overcome all of these things that, you feel like are gonna be the end of your life, all these things that, that break your heart, all these things that are a little hard and a little difficult. I mean, you know, I wanna look back at this passage that we really started this whole series off of, 2 Corinthians chapter four. I wanna read to you a few verses here. Verse seven is what we talked about last week. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. But these next uh, three verses, this is what I want you to see. It says, we're afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. Come on, what this passage is saying is that brokenness and hardship will come, but they will not defeat followers of Christ. I mean, there are times and seasons of your life where you feel like you can't see the other side, where you're not gonna come out of it. You don't know how you're gonna be able to make it through. And listen, followers of Christ will overcome. Verses eight and nine, I thought this was pretty significant. Verses eight and nine, they give an idea of uh, both physical hardship as well as psychological hardship. You know, in a generation that deals so prevalently with, uh, with depression and suicidal thoughts and mental illnesses, uh, I believe that it's, it's good news. So Jesus is saying, hey, even though uh, physical things may come against you, even though psychological things may come against you, even though you may be feeling a little bit depressed or you've been struggling with suicidal thoughts, he says, take heart, those things will not overcome you. 
That's good news tonight. And I'm telling you, you know, if you're struggling here uh, tonight with depression or suicidal thoughts or whatever, Romans 12, 2 uh, declares that we serve a God that will renew our minds. That we serve a God who can bring us joy. Uh, you may feel defeated by sin in here tonight, but you need to know that the blood of Christ brings forgiveness and has the power to set you free. You may not have the best uh, family dynamic or home life if you're in this room tonight, but the Bible says that we have a heavenly father that lavishes his love upon us and that he can satisfy and fulfill a far, uh, fulfill us far greater than any earthly relationship ever could. Man, I'm telling you, there are a lot of broken things that will come against you in this life, but, but if you're a follower of Christ, you're gonna overcome. Those things will not uh, defeat you. And so whatever trial, whatever brokenness that you face in life, know that you can overcome it because we serve the one who already has. We serve the one who already has. You know, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, this, this passage I just read in seven, uh, verses seven through 10, is presenting this idea, hey, that we're gonna go through hardship Believers are gonna go through hardship. Jesus promises it in that uplifting, uplifting scripture we read earlier, but it says they aren't crushed, they aren't defeated because God gives them strength. And this is the second point tonight is that God strengthens his people. God strengthens his people. And I want you to think about this for a second. There was just a couple of examples of this uh, throughout the Bible that kind of uh, stuck out to me today. How can Jesus be hanging on the cross and still minister to the criminal on the cross beside him. I would say the strength of God. God came and strengthened him. How could Jesus in the midst of his crucifixion be praying for the, uh, the same people that put him on the cross? How could he do that? Man, I, I would say that God came and, and strengthened him. Um, how could Stephen... Man, while being stoned to death, have a smile on his face and extend to these people who are stoning him grace and mercy, I would argue that God came in this moment and strengthened him. And it's because God strengthens his people in the midst of hardship. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, it says this, but he said to me, my grace, grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I'm content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. This last part, listen, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. How is Paul strong when he's weak? That literally makes no sense, right? Because when he realizes his own weakness, when he realizes that he can't do it, himself, who does he go to? He runs to God. And I believe then God comes and supernaturally strengthens him. And, um, and I think this is one of the best things that you can learn about in life. When, when you recognize that you're weak, when you recognize that you can't do it and you come to him, when you come to Jesus, then he can strengthen you. Then he can give you strength to make it through the, the hardships. He can give you strength to, uh, to endure. And I'm telling you, if you'll learn to lean on God then you'll find strength. And a lot of us in here tonight, if you've been going through hardships and difficulties and things, and you're trying to do it yourself, if you're not talking to anyone about it, you're not coming before God, you're not doing those things, then you're not, gonna, you're not gonna make it through that way. That's why it's so hard. You've gotta lean on him because he'll come and strengthen you. He'll come and help. He'll come and give you new life. 
Stop trying to do it on your own. God strengthens his people. And you know, the, the last little idea that I wanna share with you tonight, um, and I actually wanna return back to verse seven that we talked about a little bit last week. It says this, uh, God puts his treasure, the gospel of Jesus Christ in us, his jars of clay. Hopefully you remember us talking about that a little bit last, uh, last week, but I have a question. What happens when you put something inside of a broken container? Anybody ever, anybody ever done it? It goes poop. <laughs> when you put something in a, in a broken container, it starts leaking out, right? It starts leaking out on everything around it. And, and uh, man, this is one thing that I felt like you needed to hear tonight. But there are far too many Christians that we make... Uh, Man, we make so many excuses. We don't step out. We don't share our faith uh, because we feel disqualified because of our brokenness. I don't know if you've ever been there. I know that I have. And, and this is a point that I wanna just explain to you for just a second. It's point number three. And it's that God loves to use broken people. God loves to use broken people. Man, in fact, every person that God used all throughout scripture was broken with the exception of Christ. Man, I've got a little list here for you that I want you to think about. Man, it says this, um, Abraham was too old. Gideon was afraid. Rahab was a prostitute. Peter denied Christ. Paul killed Christians. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. And heck, Lazarus was dead. God still found out a way to use him. And so I think a lot of us, we make excuses and we say there's no way that God could use someone like me because I'm broken and I've got all this sin and these struggles and all these problems. And listen to me, when you open the pages of the Bible, all it says is God loves to use broken people. And he wants to place his gospel and the power of Jesus Christ inside of you. And if you're a broken vessel, you begin to leak out on everyone that's around you. This is what God has called us to do as believers. And I think there's so many people that feel disqualified because of guilt and shame and your brokenness. And God says, come on, bring your brokenness. I'm the one who can make you whole. And God wants to use you. God wants to use you. He wants to, to pour his spirit and his love through your life. And I think it is so encouraging when you look through the Bible and you see all of these, these people's faults, all of their issues, all their problems, all the stupid stuff that they did, and God still used them. Man, God, use me even though I'm dumb. Use me even though I'm stupid. Use me even though I mess up every day. God, use me to build your kingdom. Can I get an amen? Man, maybe you feel stupid in this place. Maybe you feel like you can't quit messing up. I've been there. I'm still there. I still mess up all the time, but say, God, I wanna be used by you. I may be broken, but God, use me for your glory. Man, you know, there was one thing that uh, I actually read man, months and months ago. It stuck with me, and I was kind of waiting for the right time to, uh, to share it. There was a story. Uh, it's actually, if you, anybody, you like history at all? Two people, cool, yeah. I wasn't a big fan when I was in school either, but I think you're gonna like this story. Man, what? Sorry. <laughs> this is uh, actually a little small part of a, a woman's story uh, named Corey Ten Boom. Anybody, you've heard that name before? 
you know, many of you probably had to, to read at least a little bit about her in, in classes and things. Uh, but here's, here's part of her story I want to share with you. Corey ten Boom and her family, they lived in the Netherlands during World War II. Okay, uh, they were Christians. Yeah, they were Christians and they couldn't stand idly by while the Nazis mistreated, imprisoned, and slaughtered millions of Jews during the Holocaust. Okay, and so uh, their family actually would take Jews into their home. Uh, they built a secret room, but behind some walls, they would take Jews in their home. They would hide them in these secret rooms uh, inside their walls until they could provide a way for them to escape. And so actually their family saved over 800 Jews uh, before they were caught and sent to concentration camps themselves. Uh, Corey Ten Boom actually survived uh, the concentration uh, camp, and upon her release, she went and immediately started to lead a rehabilitation ministry for those who were also being released from concentration camps, which is just mind-blowing to me. And so later on in her life, she actually recorded a bunch of her experiences uh, within a book that she wrote called The Hiding Place. A lot of you have probably heard of that book, but here's a snippet of that book. This is what I want to share with you uh, because it should change your perspective just a little bit tonight. Listen to this. It says, while in Ravensbrook concentration camp, Corey Ten Boom and her sister Betsy dealt with dreadful conditions. This women's labor, uh, labor camp dorms were crammed into three high trough-like sleeping barracks with rancid hay as their bed. The cramped conditions and lack of basic sanitation led to a life uh, and massive infestation of flesh. A lice, I'm sorry, I misspelled a couple of things when I was typing fast. Led to a lice and massive infestation of fleas. I'm sorry. Corey worried uh, how they could endure such a dreadful place. Betsy prayed and told her, uh, told her sister, think about this, they must give thanks in all circumstances. She thought, but the filth and the fleas. Corey wondered how she could possibly ever be thankful uh, for the lice and the fleas. Several weeks later, one of the supervisors was called on their barracks to view something that her sister Betsy was working on, and the supervisor refused because the place was crawling with fleas. Betsy then reminded her sister that it was the fleas that had allowed them so much freedom to form a bond with and pray and teach about Jesus to their entire barracks with little infringement from their captors because neither the supervisors nor the guards wanted to be in their barracks because of the lice and the fleas. This is when Corey realized how she could be thankful even for a flea. You know, I was reading this and I think all of a sudden... And it just really like pierced my heart. Dude, they're in the midst of one of the worst and most broken time periods in all of history. They were trying to do something right. They were taken captive, stripped from their homes, sent to concentration camps, abused. Man, uh, uh, there's no telling. They're thinking they're about to lose their life. If there's anyone who has an excuse to, to complain to God about their brokenness, about their broken situation, I would believe it's these people right here. And what, what stirs me so much is that in this moment, instead of complaining, instead of whining, instead of being mad about God, they go about doing his will. And in fact, and they, they even say, I'm thankful for the brokenness. I'm thankful for the lice. I'm thankful for the fleas that gave me the opportunity to share Christ with all those in my concentration camp. 
Man, I began to think here for a second. It's so amazing to me that God even used a flea to accomplish his will. In the midst of one of the most horrendous acts in all of uh, history, the, the Holocaust and all of these things, God was still moving and God was still doing something good in the midst of terrible things that, that God could use someone like Corey Ten Boom and a flea to see hundreds of people come to know Christ. Man, I think it's so cool thinking about these two Christian girls going to a concentration camp full of Jews and seeing all these Jews begin to surrender their life to Christ. And tonight, what I want you to think about for a second, I feel like a lot of us in this room, we've made excuses about not being used by God because of our brokenness, because of your issues, because of your struggles. Man, I think tonight is a night where we say, you know what, enough is enough. God, would you just use me in the midst of my brokenness? God, would you use me in the midst of my brokenness? Man, I wanna invite the, the worship team to come up tonight and I don't know where you are. I don't know what's been going on in your life. I don't know man, if you've uh, man, had some really heavy things going on or if your life is great right now. But I do know this, all of us need God. All of us struggle with brokenness. All of us will have to deal with this at some point or another. And man, I wanna tell you, God is the only one that can heal you. God is the only one that can strengthen you. God is the, the only one that can help you endure, man, these hard times. Man, and no matter how broken you feel, no matter how disqualified you feel, man, God still wants to use you. Man, praise God that he uses broken people. Otherwise, I would not be qualified to do what I do. Man, and I think tonight is a night where we begin to step into, man, a different mindset. Where maybe when you go to school tomorrow, maybe when you're around your friends and you say, Lord, would you feel me? your vessel with your love and with your spirit, with, with your power, with your words, and would you begin to leak out of my life on everyone around me? Man, I read these stories like Corey Ten Boom and I see all these awesome things that they've done. It really makes me look at my life and say, you know what, I, I need to stop making excuses. I wanna live every breath for the glory of God. And I wanna do everything that I can to build his kingdom and to honor him. And if you're here tonight and you've been feeling broken and downtrodden, man, God will come and heal you and restore you in an instant. And God still wants to use you. And there's too many Christians going around and not, not pouring out the love of God. That's not how God has called us to live. And he wants us to display his love to everyone around us.